0: back on The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. And we are excited. We have a guest with us today. Hello, hello. Stephanie Mast is with us today. We've been after you for quite a while to come <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. A few this years. Is a few years, <laughs> right. We were just talking about it. For some reason, I can't hear myself, Nate. I Did don't you know what's out? happening. But it's all good. Wait, I got it. You happy? Or I'm happy. Oh, you
1: unplugged it there. I'm sorry. It's all I've had to make some rearrangements because Steph's here and I'm intruding on Sheldon's space. Actually, mm-hmm. if you scoot to the left just a hair, your right. Sorry, my le- my left. That should take care of that
0: problem. Well, last week you fell off the chair, and this week we can't I did get my straight, chair so. just
1: all of a sudden kind of gave way, and you can hear it on the podcast. But we left it there because we have that kind of integrity, it's more genuine. Yes. we try yeah. not to edit. So, Steph, who who are you? Why are you well, here?
2: Well, I'm your sister-in-law. Yes, your sister-in-law. you are. Yep. Yes, you are. Um. My, I, my wife's sister, yes, specifically. Yes. Yep. Yes. So that's um, me.
0: I did have a quick, did you know? Yes. <laughs> did, I always love your did you know? <laughs> did you know? This is probably one of my favorite football stats of all time <laughs> that Tom Brady, in his entire career, took zero snaps in a game in which his team had been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Really? Every snap of football that tom brady played was meaningful statistically meaningful football now is that even with the bucks yeah that's incredible he never took a snap that's in incredible. which his team was mathematically eliminated what does from that the mean playoffs. yes
1: give some explanation for steph <laughs> okay really what is football. mathematical so elimination
0: for browns fans you're very familiar <laughs> with this this is usually about week 15 <laughs> Week 14, yes. when you've lost enough games that there is no mathematical possibility. Even if everybody, the right people lose all the games and you win all the games, you're going to have no chance There's of making just the There's no way out. to okay. do okay. it. Mathematically, and you're eliminated. Yeah. So that's the end of the game. And the, and a snap yeah. is a, a, a play in the game. So okay. there so was not one yeah. play in which he played that wasn't a meaningful game. And quite literally,
1: oh. the snap is when you when you everybody gets down into your positions and the on the offense throws, the, the, ball. throws the ball, hikes okay. the ball back yep. to the that is a snap.
2: Okay, okay, that's, yeah. that's what that is. Interesting.
1: Basically, it'd be like a single minute. That's incredible, though. How long did he play? How many years did he play? I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, that's really incredible.
2: That's the reason I know who he is. Yeah, that's He's right. played for so many That's long.
1: right. And, yes. and, and, and if there <laughs> and a married a model. Right. And if there are women who and know a football model. player, generally yeah. speaking, <laughs> from a certain era, they'll know who Tom Brady is. Right. Because he was a pretty man. And, and, and women like that. When I was in that. high school, that's he right. was like an it. He was guy. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. His Hurts commercials depress me. Hurts? Oh, yeah. He does so many Hurts commercials. Like the car rental company. I don't know. What, you I, haven't seen any of these. I try not to watch commercials. Oh, my gosh. They're everywhere. They're all over YouTube. I see them all the time. They're the commercial I see the most. But it depresses me, but I'm also like, you are probably making a lot of money off of these commercials, and that's why you're debasing yourself like this. Mm-hmm. But whatever
0: mm-hmm. with speaking that speaking of way too many commercials and debasing oneself, Travis Kelsey comes
1: to mind. <laughs> <laughs> if I see Taylor Swift at a football game one more
0: time, I, can't I swear think of anyone football fans care about less than Taylor
1: Swift. It is, but now all of a sudden Taylor Swift fans care about football, which is just bizarre.
2: I still don't care about either one. So Yay.
1: Yay. <laughs> A woman who doesn't care about Taylor Swift, it pleases me to know.
0: I call the uh things that come in the mail instead of junk mail, I call them commercials. And <laughs> Jess doesn't like that at all. That's pretty funny.
2: Pretty pretty on point.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's oh not gosh. a commercial.
0: It's junk mail or an advertisement. And I'm like, well, nope, it's a commercial. commercial. It's yeah. interrupting my day <laughs> yes. with some sort of ad, and yep. I wanted to avoid it. Well, it's a commercial.
1: Okay, then. Going straight in the trash. <laughs> but that's not why we're here. That's nope. not why we're here. <laughs> so the biggest reason we want to have Steph on here, and that she is here, is... There's just a lot about her life that is interesting, which she's going to think is hilarious that I just uttered that sentence. But she's just been on a long journey through a lot of things, and I've witnessed most of it being attached to the family for these last, what, 12 years? Yeah. Um, and
2: well, and even you knew me before then. Yes,
1: and so not I not well. Right, not well. But the extent of Sheldon knew me. Yeah, before the then. extent <laughs> of mine is true. We knew each other yeah. well. Yeah. The extent of my knowing you was trying to convince the the guy that eventually dated your sister to date you instead because I thought it made more sense at the time. Which I didn't know you well that's enough so to make funny. that call, but <laughs> yeah. that's what I thought in the yeah. in the time. So that
0: was terrible matchmaking. You know,
2: I I was just <laughs> and here I am, still alone. Still <laughs> Not alone.
0: Oh my goodness. Not alone. <laughs> no,
2: no, but in that's a good hilarious. way. I'm I'm thankful <laughs> to be alone. Yes. In my own way.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I just have But yeah, Steph was. (laughs) We need to make it more cheerful. (laughs) I was helping out with the youth group and have been helping out with youth groups going back Mm -hmm. 17 years or so.
2: Which I think is awesome. Yeah, I think it's awesome that you still do that because I know I've had this conversation with Nate that I feel like a lot of people that do youth ministry die out or Mm -hmm. I don't know if they burn out and. Um, The people that stay, I think it's really, really awesome that they continue to invest. And
1: Sheldon's outlasted a bunch of youth pastors at our church. Exactly. I think
0: it's awesome. I served under one, two, three. This is my fourth youth pastor that I'm serving under. Yes. But it's great. I always say it's great to be in youth ministry if you don't have immense responsibilities. (laughs) Yeah. I can totally say that. Well, I've got this situation kind of under
1: control, but...
0: (laughs) It's not really my fault the if buck it gets does not that stop. Bar <laughs> <laughs> out of hand.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh man. Yeah. So good times. So then let's let's go to that. Then let's let's talk a little bit about um how you ended up at the church. First of all, yeah. So because because you came at like what like 16, 15, I, 16 somewhere in there. I
2: was. F- I remember I was fifteen because I got my license after being there. Um, and I had a friend that came to the NAS who mm. I I don't really hang out with her anymore, but. Um, We were really close and I came with her to, I think it was a youth, a youth night or something. And I was like, this is so fun. And like, we didn't even really mingle with the other people um, like there. We, her brother was involved, but um, I just liked, I liked the worship and it was so different from all the Mennonite churches I was a part of. Yeah. And I was like, "This is cool." So yes. that's kind of how we started,
1: right? Which is a commonality that you and Sheldon have that obviously right. I do not share. Really, being in the that oh, yeah. Church, Midnight. growing up in yes. the Church. Yes. Yeah.
2: yes. So I mean, the church that we had come from before I then was a little bit your, better.
0: Your church back in the day.
2: Was it the Harvest? Yes. The smaller. Yep. Yeah. You at guys Amish were there. Yes. Or okay. I think so. Well, we they were we had it at a few different places. We had Amish door. And then we met at somebody's yeah. house.
0: I kind of re- remember Charm. it being like a commercial type ish setting. So and then maybe we also, that was the Amish door. It was
2: door. probably the Amish door. Hmm. Yeah. I know. Interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. That Good goes times. way back. Yeah.
0: Like you guys would have been kids, kids.
2: I was young. I was yeah. like m mm, fourth, fourth grade? Casey's yeah. age.
1: Well, that's It's like crazy. nine,
2: ten years old. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: so, so after you come into the church what happened then? Like, did you just keep coming on your own? Like what, then um, what?
2: so, okay. So my parents were still a part of that, um, other church, but me and Kayla really didn't have youth there. We were kind of the only ones of our age. So, um, we went to a different church in the area, a Mennonite church that had a really good youth group, but then mom and dad's church, um, I mean, it kind of fizzled out, I guess. They just decided um, to go separate ways. So um, we all really wanted to go as a family again. So Mm -hmm. we kind of, I mean, and I remembered how much fun I had at the youth group and I had gone one Sunday morning as well. Um, But that's all I had like been to at all. Um, So we went, mom and dad, or our whole family went um, and we really liked it, but they were like, well, we don't just want to go to one and then make up our minds. So we went to, I think, I think we honestly went to one other church and we were like, "Mm." (laughs) that other one just like our hearts were all drawn there, um, to the NAS. So, uh, then yeah, we just kept, kept going to the NAS and we've been there, been there ever since, which
1: I'm obviously exceedingly grateful for because had you guys not been around, I would not be. You're welcome. It's all because of
2: me. So so now I can say because of me, both my siblings are married to who they're married to.
1: Also true. That is very true. Fun fact. There you go. So, so, coming into to that environment, kind of what was your what was your experience and initial journey with with kind of coming to Jesus and and all of that and then what did being here I'm not trying to necessarily get you to build up the church or anything. I'm just trying to set the the stage of your experience and and what was going on with you
2: um, well, I think um, I've always loved God mm-hmm. and he was always a big part of my life. Um, but I think, I'm still trying to unpack a lot of things about mm-hmm, right. how my brain worked when I was younger because I think um, I really had a want to be close to him, but I didn't know how. Yeah, and I didn't mm-hmm. know what it meant to have like you know a personal relationship with him. Right. So being at the NAS, they had like the outward. I think the worship part of it really drew me in because mm-hmm. it was. Um, very feelings based, you know, you feel like the music, music is something that moves people. Yeah, I mean, even non-Christian music, you know, you can see that moving people um, and having a lot of emotion in it. And I think um, that really drew me and it Mm -hmm. was exciting. And I I remember always looking forward to worship and the momentum that it seemed to build. Um, And I feel like a lot of my, relationship with God was the same way where it was like a lot of buildup to a moment. Mm. And then I'd be like, okay, now what? Yeah, Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it was very, yeah. um, yeah. And I, I didn't really understand. I didn't really understand like having that one-on-one relationship. I just kind of followed what other people did and yeah. like, um, yeah, like I don't know how to explain just it. Really, but carried, I just kind of got carried brain, away with
1: what was happening. Yeah, around.
2: and I would get excited about the moments. And it's not like I don't think it was meaningful, but I think um, that's something I really am striving to do with Casey is talk about, you know, this is how we hear the Lord. This is how yeah. we can communicate with Him. Because mm-hmm. I think like I needed that point blank, like straight up like just somebody practical. talking yeah. about it rather than just like we need to ask God and we need to be close. Like, yes that's important, but I need the basics Right. Or that's what I needed. Right. Um, so I think that's, that's what I was missing. And um, I don't, I don't think I, I don't want to blame anybody else for that because I think um, a lot of people probably said things. It just didn't click for yeah. me for yep. a long time. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I was at here. And um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it though. Like yeah. I, I've always, I always look fondly on, um, my time, like, especially in the youth group, it was, it was yeah. a good time. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which I don't have to be the only one asking questions. No, so it's okay. So, so you
0: go, you go through the youth group, you do all that. Yeah. You're pretty fired up for God. And yep. it's like, what do you do? A lot of, a lot of kids coming out of youth group struggle with what's next. Yeah. What now? What, what was that journey like for you? Where you Um,
2: were... so I had no idea what I wanted to do other than I really loved kids and I wanted to be a missionary. And what I really wanted to do was, when I was fourteen, we—I think I was fourteen—we um, went to Honduras and we visited As a an orphanage. Family or with yes, okay. yeah, my whole family went. Why? Um, well, my aunt lives there. <laughs> I had two aunts that lived there at the time. Um, one is married to a Honduran, and the other was a midwife there. Um, cool. So we went to visit them for a few weeks, and during that time, we went to an orphanage and. Being there, I was like, oh, I love kids and like, I love, I love Honduras. I still do. And one day I would love to go back. But um,
1: was that the one where somebody tried to buy you? Was that the trip?
2: Probably, yeah. <laughs> Me and Kayla got hit on a lot by old men. <laughs> it, was, it was strange. <laughs> and we were like 14. Well, you know what? I think I was 13. I think she was 14 because we're a year apart. And, I mean, it was strange too because they don't whistle at you; they kiss at you. Oh so, boy. so we would be like out walking around, and especially Kayla because she had light colored hair, yeah. and mine, you know, I look a little bit more Hispanic maybe, or I've been told that. But yep. um, she was more; she looked definitely American, and they would be. Just kissing at us, and my dad would just look at him and be like, "No." <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was great. I it can just see time. his
1: skulky face yeah. that he would be making. And because dad
2: doesn't like to be confrontational, but he will if he has yeah, to, especially was, where
1: you guys are concerned. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He was That's always funny. like
2: hard on on the guys, but
1: so you're saying, like, so going going from that, you had that experience, and then as you were coming out of high school,
2: yeah, I was like, you know what, I think. I w- yeah, I was like, I want to go down there, and I want to serve there. But at the time, um, there was a lot of things going on in the country with the government and stuff, and my mom was just like, you know, I just don't think this is a great time. Um, I believe at that time that they were taking Americans hostage. Yeah, and
0: Seems like not a good it's time. It's still so, not the most stable situation. Yeah, yeah. There,
2: it's it, it was a little shady. So, I mean, I was like, okay, that's fine. So I still didn't really know what I was going to do, and we went... I can't remember if it was, um, I think it was on our way to Florida. We were going on vacation and one of my parents' friends, their son was getting married in North Carolina. Um, so we stopped at the wedding and they all went to this school and it was called, uh, fire school of ministry. And so the, they like had worship and stuff during the ceremony. And I was like, wow, everybody here is like on fire for God, you know, like this is really cool. Like, maybe I should like check out this school and like see what this Hmm. is about. Um, so we visited it another time. It wasn't, it wasn't that time that we visited, but, um, then we visited that school and I decided to go, to go there. So that was kind of the next thing. Um, and they trained you
0: right out of
1: high school. You went
0: I went,
2: yeah. That I graduated fall. in May, and then I started there in August.
1: Okay. Yeah. So pretty quick. Now this is still before I'm on the scene. Right. With any of this,
2: you weren't on the scene for another few years. Yes. I yeah. I think when I was 20. Yeah.
1: It was the it was the summer you 19, ended, you came back. 20. Yeah. Oh. Was when? Yeah.
2: That soon was it before I came back?
1: Mm-mm. No.
2: So I came back in August. So it would yeah. have been. Soon after. Yeah, soon after. That was okay. when
1: things started with okay. me and Kayla. Yeah, We don't care about that right now. But it matters in the timeline. Yeah. It just <laughs> matters in the timeline. That's all. This is not about you, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> but it's our show. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: yeah. So, so I was there, and I went through the first year. Um, to be a missionary, you have to go through, I believe it's three years. I can't remember the specifics anymore. With, um, with fire? With like fire. They and a then they support you. Yeah, yeah, okay. they do. Um so I made it to like Christmas and I wanted to come home. <laughs> but I I continued and and went through the remainder of the year. Um but yeah. So Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you lasted one year down there? Basically. I yeah. And yeah. then came it, yeah it was like a two year program or something Three. or Three. 3. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cuz that's the Magic Ministry school number. They don't do 4 <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah. 3. Yeah.
0: Is that BSSM too? I, they last, do 3. Last I
1: knew, yes. And okay. then you get to I don't know, be an intern or something. Is <laughs> the 4th year?
2: Yeah. I'm you not sure. I th- I mean, I think there's more like when you are an actual missionary, like I mean, I think you would go to and and work under somebody else in another country. Like they have people in the Philippines that I know really well. Um but yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but I think while I was there, I just I didn't know at the time really what I was feeling. I was just like, I don't want to be here anymore. And it was at that time that I was really like questioning um, I mean what I believed in God. I think I was like there I saw a lot of fake things and I'm not saying I don't think the school as a whole was fake. I just think when you get a lot of people together and it seems yeah. like,
3: Especially of a certain age.
2: Of a certain age. um, There's a lot of things that go wrong (laughs) and (laughs) and are really weird. Like, there was a lot of, like, um, I believe I'm going to marry this person. Oh, yeah. Um, Wow. There was just, I I remember specifically one of the teachers saying, not all of you are going to make it to heaven. Like, I'm looking in this room and... There's not going to be a lot of you that make it to heaven, like, because you don't have it. And oh I was just gosh. like, "Well, oh I'm not. I, I'm. The, I'm one of the ones that's not going to make it." Because I was like, I'm doubting everything here, and <laughs> what? that I will Anytime say,
0: you're a speaker and you make categories. People in are going to put themselves in those categories. Yes.
2: That's the only thing that makes me really angry about that time is that I took that into myself because right, I was right. because I was doubting things. And then I felt like, OK, well, if I don't agree with everything that's going on, I'm clearly not, the, not in the the majority. It. That's not going to make it yeah. <laughs> because, um, yeah, I was just I was really appalled by a lot of things. Wow. And yeah, he should not have said that. No,
3: that is tough. <laughs> so
2: it is. Um but you know what? I, I'm thankful for all the things that I went through to get me to where I am today. Because I think, it, I mean, it makes me who I am now. And it's made me stronger. And, and to be actually able to think through these things and to be like, no, I, I'm i good. Yeah, I'm right. solid. <laughs> I wasn't at the time. But I, that's also because of what I talked about before, that my relationship with God was not my own. It right. was everybody yeah. else's. I was just doing what everybody else said that I should do or, right. or watched kind of that, and I thought this is another thing, and this is why I feel like I questioned being there, is I didn't understand a lot of different theologies mm-hmm. about God, and so I just thought that if somebody was a pastor, I could trust them mm-hmm. and trust what they said, and I didn't understand that there are different theologies about things, and that I can, I'm allowed to question things. I'm allowed to look into something and I'm allowed to try and figure out biblically, how does that line up? And I remember people saying like, you have to, you have to check with the word and see what that says about that thing. But I'm like, how, how (laughs) do I even like, I don't know. This is what I'm talking about. Like I need, you need to dumb it down for me and make it practical because now I understand, but I didn't then like, yeah. So,
0: which, so go ahead. You're, You're on the right track, but there's a there's a lot of people that struggle with what with that. Yeah. How would you now understanding what you understand? How would you communicate that to someone asking that question? 18, 19, your age. Like, how do I figure this out? Yeah. Well, first off, how do you check people out? If you were to, you know, dumb that down, like yeah.
2: Well, I feel like if you don't know, first off, go to the Lord because I think. That's something that we fail to do a lot is mm-hmm. we go to other people first mm-hmm. and other people are going to have opinions and they're going to have there you go. different ideas. And that's something that I, I will stand on that as first, first go to the Lord and learn how to, how to listen also, because I think that's something that we miss is we pray, but are we listening mm-hmm. and are we waiting for him to speak to us? Um, so that would be my first thing is showing them teaching and discerning the voice of God by Priscilla Shire. Amazing. Yeah. I feel like that really helped me just breaking it down practically, you know, like you can do this, this or this, like how you do it can be different, but, um, hearing God's voice is simple, you know, like it can be a a thought in your head. It can be, um, -hmm. and that's not just like making something up, Mm -hmm. but it's the Holy spirit is now living inside of us. So, Um, but anyway,
0: how do you you check out your authorities? Like if you're, you're in a school and you didn't realize there's different theologies, how would you check out what you're teaching or what you're learning? Um, you hear God's voice. Is there anything else that you would do? That's
2: a good question. I don't know that I, I, I'm not fishing for anything in particular.
0: I'm just asking because I
2: don't know. That is a good question though, because I think that is important to Well, where would I go next? And oftentimes like I have Nate who is biblically very sound so I can ask (laughs) him a lot of questions. I'm like, Hey, like, I don't know. It was like a month or two ago where I was reading something and I was like, Nate, I'm really struggling with this because like I'm, I'm struggling that God's word is saying this. And like, how can I serve a God who says this Mm. And I remember like the way he broke down, I was like, oh, phew, because I was really <laughs> worried there for a second.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and
2: I know that he I, – I trust Nate because I know that he studied this, and I know him personally, and I think that's that's, aw- that's an awesome resource for me mm. is having somebody who – has studied really well. And when I'm still, I feel like I'm, I'm such a newbie at a lot of that, but it's okay. And I I think
1: so much of that is relational. And I think that's what we get lost in. It's like, we see the personality, we see a person on stage or, or whatever, and there's something lofty and grand about it. And it's like, but there's no accountability. And I mean that both ways, like we have no relationship with that person. It's just a, it's an image up there on the, on the screen or on the stage. And having those kind of relational things is really where I think the rubber meets the road for that kind of stuff.
0: And I I feel like a bit of a weirdo because your your experience is a lot more common than mine. And I had these questions about what I was being taught in youth group at 16, 17. And I didn't just go running to my youth pastor and be like, I I don't know what I think about this. I know what you think about it, but I don't know what I think about it. And so what I did is I had three main questions that I wanted to know what the Bible said about it. And so I kept those three questions with me and I read straight through the New Testament, and anything that related to I kept them right beside me as I was reading, and anything that related to it, I just kind of made a mental note or wrote it down, and by the end, I actually came out at a different spot on one or two of those than things I had been taught. Yeah. And I was like, the Bible actually has a lot to say about these, and I've been hearing some cherry-picked passages yeah. to yeah. support a particular viewpoint, That I was being taught, and these aren't; these were more having to do with what I would say are more secondary things, not things pertaining to salvation. It's just more Christian practice stuff, yeah, is what I was concerned about. And um,
2: I love that you did that, though, because like I would not have thought about doing that. That's why that's what what
0: makes me a bit of a weirdo, which is why I wanted to know your experience is a lot more common of how people navigate that. Yeah, they're they're willing to just take things on authority or. Something they've read, and oh, this person has studied more than me, so they probably know. Yeah. yeah and which just, is what I did with Nate. But I, <laughs> so I, I, I chalk, I, I question, I, there's, it might be just the rebelliousness in me, but I question a lot of things on their face. And unless it's well supported and well thought out, and I can track how they got there and that kind of thing, I'm usually questioning it somehow. I think that's yeah. awesome. Like, prove it. Yeah, or somebody has a rule, I'm always like, or what? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And if you don't have an or what, then I don't care about your (laughs) rule. Alan, Like, (laughs) this is just a preference for you. (laughs) I
1: just think it's funny because your question would have been or what. My question would have been why? Like, what's the reason for this rule? If you give me a good reason, I can do it.
0: I literally wanted to know what it was going to cost to disobey. (laughs) That's what I wanted to know. Just tell me what the fine is and i'll see if it's worth it
1: (laughs) what the fee is it's a fee for you not a fine oh my gosh i think
2: that's awesome though because i think i never i never questioned anything until i got to fire and really
1: you were raised to not like mennonite culture is very much we don't know we just we just
2: do this we just do it because it's tradition yeah it's we just it's honoring it's honoring God. It's honoring your family. It's honoring your parents. It's honoring right. you know, all the
1: things. Which again is when I would come with a, why? Why, yeah. why is this honoring? Well, like, I this know. is what
0: farmer pastors have told us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I feel so bad saying it. It was in my head for three minutes before it came out. Oh, no. <laughs> <Felt> I like <laughs> it
1: even better because of that. What were you saying, though? I'm um, sorry. We got off I, the rails. Farmer well, pastors no. chosen by law lot. Pastor, yeah. as well. Oh, gosh.
2: It's so ridiculous, too, because it's like,
1: we yeah. we kind of have the holy spirit now know. we're not supposed to do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> anyway but
2: no i um i did you know i i was just thinking this the other day that like i feel like i never questioned anything and now i question everything mm. like i'm always like hmm really and then i'll like, <laughs> no, read suspicious. i'll like read something in the bible or um yeah i don't know i'm like always trying to check people out but um i do remember when i was young and i was probably seven or eight and I remember telling my mom like because we went to a Mennonite church where we had to wear skirts mm-hmm. and my mom had to wear a covering and wasn't allowed to wear jewelry and I was I told my mom I was like I'm cutting my hair when I get older I'm gonna wear pants because I got annoyed I was a tomboy and I wanted to run right and I had to wear a skirt and I just hated it I was like you can't run fast in these
3: <laughs> denim skirts it's horrible or culottes, yeah. oh, or culottes. horrible cool. it's like having sails on your legs I you know legs. what those are I just want so to put that out like, there. So many people are like,
2: Cool hats? What is that? <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> really horrible shorts.
1: Yes. Skirt, skirt, skirt? Like shorts. Skirt shorts. Oh, yeah.
2: Horrible. Uh,
1: made out and of, my mom
2: would make them. Yeah.
1: Made out of a million pound material. They were always heavy.
2: Well, I remember I had really gaudy sunflower ones. Mm. Horrible. <laughs> like my mom went and got the pattern and made them. <laughs>
1: God bless.
2: I loved them though, because they weren't
1: a skirt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a, it was an improvement. But
2: I did, I did question that because I was like, that's dumb yeah. that I, and how is a piece of fabric on my head going to get me to heaven? I was very confused about yeah. that. So I did question that. Right. Um, but then I think like after we got out of that church, maybe I was just like, okay, well, we're not doing that one thing that I hate doing, which yeah. is wearing skirts. So that kind so of so everything else it a is probably bit. fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Well, I'm actually looking something one, up, but you guys keep. Going. You yeah, one of up? the
1: things that I've always appreciated about you, in the time that I've known you well, is you don't. You have a very low tolerance for inauthentic people. Yeah. Um. But you're not a judgmental person. I wouldn't say that you're like super judgy. But like, if I people show if people <laughs> show their colors, but see, even then, I don't yeah. think you were. I felt like if people showed their colors enough. You would just kind of be like, okay, yeah, no, I'm done with this. Yeah. You didn't go into it assuming I'm they were going to still going to be nice. That. Yeah, but you didn't go into but it I'm assuming just gonna, anything, yeah. but you always have your radar up a little bit.
2: I have really good intuition when it comes to people, I feel like. I would agree. And maybe because I am around people a lot, I don't know, but I feel like I've always had that. Like yes. Sometimes I'm just like, this person, I don't know what it is, but I don't want anything to do with what yeah. they have. Oh, yeah. And I still sometimes am like, hmm am I am I wrong? And then I always come out being right, right. whether it's a month later, <laughs> a few years later, somehow.
1: Well, and in that whole thing, I've always found you to be a very authentic person as well. Well, that's good. Um, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I never wondered where you were at with pretty much anything. Yeah. You really weren't, you've never been like an emotions on your sleeve type of person. Matter of fact, you've probably become more that here. In later years, than, oh my word! Than you since I became a on. mom, yeah, for sure, that'll mess you up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about being a mom, but being a dad, that'll that'll yeah. mess you up too. But you've always just really strived for authenticity. If you weren't really really feeling something, you weren't going to do it. You weren't going to fake it. You weren't going to just try to placate anybody. You were just going to be who you were. And
2: I think when I was at Fire, that's why I couldn't stand. That's why I was right. like, I want to go home. This is
1: this is the wall that you ended up hitting while you yeah. were there
2: because I was like. You know, I I just oh, so many things that I am like, Oh, how many how
1: many guys were supposed to be your husband while you were there? None mine. None for you. None for me. Okay. No. Um, The Lord told me. (laughs) For my friend.
2: For my friend that happened. And I remember she was like, They're talking about me. Or this guy is talking about me. And I was like, No, he's not. Like he would come up and every time he had a testimony he would be like, the Lord, you know, and he just gave me this vision. Oh, and no. and there was another couple that said that, you know, the Lord had showed them they were going to marry each other. And I was like, cool, cool. But I was just like, really? Mm. Um, but yeah, and he, then he she, she ended care. up marrying his best friend. He just so. flat
1: doesn't care about <laughs> that. He just doesn't. Did you hear what I said? Yes.
2: He ended up marrying her, or she ended up marrying his best friend. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
2: So the Lord was apparently wrong wrong yeah
0: (laughs) we (laughs) this is what it means to take the name of the lord your god in vain. yes
1: (laughs) these kinds of things
2: that's what i'm saying yes yes yes. when you say thus
0: saith the lord and the lord does not thus (laughs) saith you're gonna have to answer for that that's That's taking the name of the lord your god in vain and also i was looking up something when you brought up the head covering if anybody is wondering about that this is a shameless plug for episode 86 (laughs) Of the Naked Bible podcast, again <laughs> yep. we've we've referenced it before. It is the most mind-bending thing you will ever hear, <laughs> and it is absolutely one hundred percent correct. I, I love it. I listen hysterically
1: to it. through the entire thing, Mind maniacally boggling. even. Yes. yes, And We
0: have brought it up a number of times on this podcast, and I will never stop bringing this up. I
2: bring it up all the time because <laughs> I have a lot of Amish or ex-Amish or Mennonite clients. Yep. Um, or X Mennonite, or, you know, they're not in the covering variety, but, and I will bring it up because they'll talk about their family, giving them a hard time. And I'm like, do you know, <laughs> there's a podcast where he dives into this. Um, it yeah. literally and has, I, and has I, and
0: to do with Greek medical texts yep. and their understanding of sexuality and what it is and reproduction and how it works. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it's about. It's so bending. interesting. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. takes a lot of context, but it's, it's amazing. So Yes, but love it. You were you were uh, at fire school ministry and and you were done. And you were done. Yep. After a year. Yep. And less than a year, but I was real done. You left. What are you feeling when you leave? You had all kinds of doubts. Somebody told you you weren't going to make it to heaven, and now you're peacing out of a place that was supposed to be. So on fire. Yeah. So you're not, you're not on fire leaving no, a place No, I like was this.
2: like, I want out of here. I couldn't right. get out of there fast enough. Right. Um, and while I was there, I remember, <laughs> I think it's so funny because I literally remember the moment that I was like, I'm going to do something
0: bad. <laughs> like, see this is I'm this is the stuff i knew from youth group <laughs> <laughs> you always thought you were so bad and i've never really thought that but.
2: i was told a lot of times that i was bad though yeah you know so and i internalized that too yep um when in reality i'm i'm just uh fierce
0: that's what i like to say <laughs> yes. okay. not rebellious i'm so fierce. you were gonna yes. do something bad
2: um i was like i don't want to do this anymore and then i was like oh I want a drink or something, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I was 19. Yeah. I couldn't go buy alcohol. But at the time, we could buy cigarettes. So I went and bought myself a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I smoked, like, half pack cigarettes. And I remember... On campus or just... No, like, went driving around and just... <laughs> all by yourself. <laughs> it's so funny, like, to think about, like, ah, Like, I feel so bad for myself that right. I was like... I just wanted something different to feel something like I was feeling so numb because I was like, I don't know what to feel. Mm -hmm. And I still didn't feel open to asking the questions that I had. And I didn't even know what those questions were. I was just, I, I, to this day, I'm like, I think it was just, you know, at that point I had lived my life on feelings and it was the feelings that I was mm. following. You know, I wasn't feeling it anymore and I didn't know why and I felt really bad about it. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to be bad. Right. Yeah. Well, um, if you're
0: told that you're bad or rebellious and then you and feel like and that you're that not going to make it, yeah. you might right. as well. Yeah.
2: So, hmm. and I remember um, that is one of my roommates, she was like, you know, like the the director of fire, she wishes she could figure out what's wrong with me. Cause somebody had seen me like smoking a cigarette or something. <laughs> and I was like, yep, I did. Like, I was just <laughs> like, I mean, if you're going to catch me, yeah, I'll let you know what's up. Um, <laughs> but so she knew something was going on with me and I feel like a lot of people did, but that's the, nobody came up and asked me, nobody came mm-hmm. up and talked to me. And I'm like, I know I was like trying to like not let people see what was going on because I'm very, I was not, wear my heart on my sleeve emotional person i was a very like hard like you're not going to see me cry person but i i remember thinking well why didn't she like she told somebody else she wishes she would that i would have come up and and told Mm. somebody what was going on with me i'm like why didn't you come to me because like i didn't feel nobody ever made me feel open to i didn't even have a close relationship with enough people there to like say mm. what was going on. No
1: vulnerability. No. And that. the people yeah. that I
2: that knew what was going on, kind of like I, they just allowed me to be myself, to be in that space of like questioning and wondering, and didn't we we didn't talk about it. It yeah. was like we're just gonna I'm gonna love you where you're at, and yeah. um, hmm. which that was great that I even had somebody that I could do that
1: with. Right. But I call that the okay then attitude where you yeah. like say a thing, and instead of pushing back a challenge, they just go well, okay then, and then they move on to another thing. Yeah. That's the yeah. Midwestern way. Of yeah, that's aware. right. That's right. Yeah.
2: That's right. So but I appreciated it, even right, if it was right. just like, you know, like it, they didn't know what to say, and right. they weren't trying to like persuade me otherwise. They were just like, all right, I love you. Right. You want me to come ride around with you? <laughs> 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 like, yeah. <laughs> Good
0: times. I saw this at Bible College as well. Some of my friends, they, they were told that they were bad, and some of the things they did were just rebellious and everything. And when they left the guy that was my roommate, uh, he just played limp biscuit really loud and threw a bunch of stuff and walked out of the dorm. So that was his way of leaving.
1: But yeah,
0: there's different ways of handling it. (laughs) Yours was one. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so, and so by the time you actually do leave, you'd kind of hit a place of just kind of done with all of it. Like you kind of were throwing everything up against the wall and being like, okay.
2: Like it's not that I never had a moment that I didn't believe in God. I, I questioned what I believed about God. Yeah. And right. I remember being like, God, I think you're real. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're out there, but I'm just, it's like I had experienced enough to know that his presence, but I mm. wasn't feeling it and I didn't know how to get that feeling. Mm-hmm. It, that's and a I, great way of saying it. Was it was following my feelings. Right. Right. Um, so yeah. So that's kind of where I was yeah. at. Yeah. So, so I was like, I'm just going drink and party, and, right? You know,
1: which that was <laughs> the, the phase. <laughs> that was the phase that I ended up dropping in the middle yep. of. Yep. Yeah. Um,
2: and which is funny because you had seen me before, so it's yeah. like, it I, was like, how did you? What did you think? Were you like, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I I didn't sense from you, like it. You weren't hostile. Like you weren't hostile towards me. You weren't hostile towards the church necessarily. Like you were hostile towards a lot of the the emotionalism and fake things that you had seen and just the, again the inauthentic stuff that you'd yeah. seen but if if there were people that were walking things out well around you like it's not like you were hostile to those people yeah so it was this weird thing where I would watch you doing all this stuff and I'm like why is she doing all of this like <laughs> the, the, I don't like it didn't feel like you were trying to get at somebody it just felt like that very thing like oh I'm just gonna do this and I'm like that's not a reason to do anything. Like, why is she doing this? <laughs> yeah. Like, that was literally all I could think was I didn't I didn't understand. But then, of course, as this has come out, and as we talked about the backstory of what was going on, there was this thing in my brain that went like, okay, no. Mm-hmm. This totally makes sense Yeah. Now. But in when the I, moment, it just seemed like a switch for no reason had yeah. been flipped. And you were just, nope, this is where I'm going yeah. now. This is what I'm doing now.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I didn't understand it either. So I think if – I remember – having a conversation with my mom and dad and them asking me like, why? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And I literally, I, I I didn't know how to explain it. And I feel bad that I didn't have words for it to give them some kind of comfort of like, you haven't done, you didn't do anything wrong. It's not (laughs) your fault. Cause I think like they, they were just like, what did we do wrong? You know? Um, it wasn't their fault. It was, it was just me. I, I had to go through, you know, figuring out what God was or right. to me, you know, like right. who he was to me and uh, not to anybody else.
1: Right. So, and you have, again, along with all the authenticity things, you have always been a, I am just going to go hard into whatever it is that I am currently doing. Go hard or go home. And this yes. was not an <laughs> exception to <laughs> no. that rule. So, um, so talk about that a little bit, whatever you want to, whatever you want to talk about, like what was your, so, so you come back not long after, you know, I start dating your sister and you were involved with that process as any sister would mm-hmm. be to, to her sister getting mm-hmm. into a relationship. And then, of course, we get engaged and all this stuff starts shifting and you're going to have another person in your family all of a sudden. Here we are. What was going on with you in, in that in that era? What was happening at that point? Yeah. Um. And again, well, whatever you want to say, whatever you, you don't want to say, you can skip to any part yeah, in at this any story point that you want. Well, I'm
2: trying to. to think where I want to go with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so many fine. options. There are no wrong um, answers. No, I I always loved you, like, and I um I was excited about all of that. I think part of me, I mean, because Kayla's my sister, I I remember like mourning a little bit, like our family like dynamic being different, mm-hmm. but also it had been different because she had lived outside of the home, anyways. Um, but I loved. I was like super excited about you guys getting married and stuff. I think, um, oh, I remember something that I was going to say about that time. So um, I think the people that I was like partying with and hanging out with, I felt so accepted by them. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling like these people accept me more than the, the yeah. people at church did. Yeah. And I felt like that was more authentic, that they were more yeah. authentic and kind and loving and that I didn't have to perform for them. I could just be myself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do <coughs> really remember having those thoughts and being like, that's what this is all about. This yeah. is all like, this is real. This is real relationships and I'm not having to perform for this or having to prove myself for this. So I do remember that very vividly. And, um, I mean, I am still actually friends with quite a few people. I mean, not not like every single person, because there are some people that were just not great influences in my life. But um, right. yeah, I still have really great relationships. And even during that time, it's funny how a lot of conversations about God happened. Yeah, <laughs> in that yep. time. In the middle of that, uh-huh. And I would be, you know, at a bar and <sighs> uh, be talking to a random dude, and like we would start talking about the Lord, and <laughs> I was like. This is weird, but also, you know, like we just, you know, have this conversation. It happened all the time. Me and my friends would have conversations. And one friend that um, I partied with a lot over the years, she's still one of my best friends. And she went from us having conversations while we cruised around questioning God and how the Bible just seems too magical to be true to now believing in the Lord and... Mm. Um, it's been really awesome to see that. I remember, I remember when I like came back to the Lord, um, thinking like I had failed a lot of people because I stepped away, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but then I think about that situation and I'm like, you know what, even if I was just planting seeds and I was perfectly imperfect, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the Lord, I I think he uses imperfect people a lot. And so, yeah. So that brings me, I mean, not that, I condone doing those things. But I think um, I had, you know, parents that were praying for me too and family that was praying for me and that I think impacted that whole dynamic a lot. But I just always think that's really cool and interesting how that, how the Lord can work in ways like that.
0: Yeah. What was your coming back experience like?
2: Um, I feel like a lot of people would probably expect me to say when I got pregnant and in a way, that's true, but also um, I kind of had to be sober and um, not party. Yeah. And so I think it kind of... And I wanted to raise Casey in the church, um, so I started coming back to church. But it was more of a, a physical change. And like my heart was starting to change. Mm-hmm. It opened me up to changing. Um but it but it took a while because I still was viewing the church as very hypocritical, and I was mm. still viewing the church as Jesus, right? So it's like I was holding them account or holding Jesus accountable for the way yeah, his people were too, too. acting. Yeah, for the for sure, right? And it took a while for me to see that's not him. We're all imperfect, and realizing I'm also imperfect, and that I've been doing things too that are not. Um yeah, they're authentic to me, but to other people, they might be like, really, is that what we want to do? Mm-hmm. We're serving the Lord, you know? So, um, I say this all the time when Jeremiah, when Jeremiah Bullock came, and I think it was the first time he came, he said that it's not about right or wrong because I was really struggling with, Hey, I have these friends who I feel like are awesome people and they love the Lord but they still smoke cigarettes. So how can I say, like, I was just, I was really struggling with like the giving up of things and Mm -hmm. like how, what is, what is a true relationship look like? And I remember just really wrestling with that for myself, like wanting to be authentic and being like, God, I want to serve you. But like, what does that look like for me? Mm -hmm. And when he said that it's not about right or wrong, it's about saying I'm yours Yep. And I literally remember that moment and I could not wait until he was done talking. Cause I like ran to the <laughs> front <friend. laughs> and I was like, I'm yours Lord. Um, but that was, that was the changing point for me. And there's still times like after that, that I struggled a little bit with, um, maybe like giving up things that were hard for me, but I was still. Right. The, the relationship, my relationship with the Lord was still strong and I was still moving forward. So, um, yeah, that was, that was the most impactful moment. But I was still, like, I was back. I just wasn't, like, sure where. Yeah.
1: It was a journey. It was the like it, it yeah. beginning of a, of a, a different yeah. journey, yeah. Yeah. It was the beginning l- of the I coming I like that back. because
0: yeah. it's not just a moment. No. It's, right. it's a gradual change. You, yeah. You get pregnant, so you have to give up sub- certain substances. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now I'm thinking clearly about all this stuff. Yeah. And you're evaluating your life. And then
1: right. you get to a point of decision later down the road. That's, right. That's. That's awesome
2: yeah yeah
1: so let me let me ask this question again I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to delve into too much detail but the moment that you find out that you're pregnant yeah what what was that like mentally emotionally like what was going on
2: I kind of already knew yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I had a feeling and uh, I had been on vacation and there were a few signs and I was like I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna take a test until I get home because then I'll be, you know, three days late. And uh, I literally got home. It was like 3 a.m. that we like drove straight through. It was home from Florida and went to Walmart with my friend. We got two, a uh, two pack. <laughs> <laughs> and we went back to her house and I took the first test. And I just like, I, I just had a feeling. Like it's like I knew. And she was freaking out when it was like, positive. Um, and I was like, Oh, yep. Yeah. That tracks like tracks with what's <laughs> going on here. <laughs> and she was like, you have to take another one just to make sure. And I'm like, I I'm pregnant. Like I know yeah. I am, you yeah. know, but I took, right. I, to appease her, I took, I took the next one. Um, and that one was also positive. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to be a mom. Yeah. Um, and I never, I mean, I, I, I wasn't even surprised because I know, I know what it takes to get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a
0: mystery. It's
2: not. And I, yeah, I was like, I'm never going to be depressed about this. Like I refused to be like, this is going to suck. Like, I mean, there were hard moments, but I never, I was like, I'm going to be a mom. It's just what it is. And I'm going to be the best mom I can be. And yeah. So that's what that was. And then, um, I called, I think you, I called Kayla. Yeah. But you were with her. I'm pretty sure. Um, and she—it's funny because when I talk to her about it, she's like, "Oh, i, I already knew." And I'm like, "Really?" But it's just <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's just funny that I remember telling her, and I mean, I told my whole family like right away. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, "I—I'm the kind of person that if I have something to say, I'm just gonna say it right away. Like yeah. I can't—I can't hold on to it." Thing. And it's the same way if the Holy Spirit tells me to do something, I feel like crap until I do it. <laughs> like I can't—I can't not same. do it, or else, oh. It's, it's great, but it's also horrible because you're like, oh no, but, but I've learned to like appreciate that I, then I know for sure. But, but yeah, good times.
1: So then part of the process of this was having to tell Casey's dad that it was his baby. Yep. How was that as a, as a young, cause you were what, 20?
2: I was 22. Yeah. I was 22. Young, yeah, young woman. 22.
1: And you're going to have to go sit across the table from this guy and say, I was hey. pretty
2: scared. I was scared. I like That's threw terrifying. up, threw up, um, like called him multiple times. Um, and he didn't answer. And then the next morning he texted me and was like, Hey, you know, I was busy or I was already in bed or something. He's like, what's up? And I was like throwing up. So I couldn't even call him, but I was like, I can't like wait to tell him. So I texted him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that.
2: (laughs) And he teased me about it later on. And I'm like, I mean valid, but I, you know, was calling you the night before I had the guts to do it. And then I had morning sickness the next day. And I was like, so anxious. And I was like, I can't like talk to him while I'm throwing (laughs) up, but I have to tell him. And, uh, He's like, that was the craziest text in my life. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but we we met up that day. Um, and I mean, it's like we're, we were both young. He was a year older than me. And but I mean, we were just like, all right. Like he he was like, whatever you want to do, you know, I'm going to support you, whatever. Um, So, yeah, he's always been there. Mm-hmm. He's always been awesome and supportive. And yeah.
1: Yeah. But you guys are not in a relationship, other than you are you are no. raising Casey. Yeah, co-parenting, co-parenting, and, and
2: we're we're pretty bomb at it. Yeah, I would say I,
1: I would agree. I've, yeah. I've been so impressed by the way that you guys have navigated this whole thing because yeah, it it should not be. What it shouldn't it is. be
2: this easy, but it yeah, it's it pretty should easy. be a mess, and it's not a <laughs> yeah. mess.
1: And and obviously, we in the family love love him, and and he's just been he's a, he's a great dad. He's and, a great dad. And yeah, seeing what that's done in Casey and the solid father figure that she has has just been so, so cool. And again, I'll, I take a look cause I get to be a little bit of that too to her, but it's so good to know that I don't have to be, yeah. right. I get to be, Yeah, she doesn't have this void in her life, which yeah. is incredible. Yeah. So, so let's fast forward a little bit. Okay. So your journey back to, back to the church, maybe not necessarily back to the Lord, but at least back to the church begins with, I'm going to have a baby now. Yep. So you come back to the church, not even as a single mom yet, but as a, a quote, unwed mother <laughs> into the church. Yeah. So this is, we've done a lot of backstory here, but and I know we're typically wrapping up around this time, but this is what I really wanted to get to, okay. is your experience being in the church, being pregnant, not having a husband, not looking to get married to the person who's, who's your baby daddy, And then being a single mom, like, what was that like, especially for somebody coming from the background that you had come from?
0: Mm -hmm. In which there's a lot of shame attached. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think um, our church was so great that I didn't feel that shame from them. Yeah. I felt it from myself. Mm. Like I was really hard on myself and it makes me so sad that I was so hard on myself. Like I wasn't sad about being a mom. I wasn't sad about my situation at all, but I, oh my gosh, I just remember being like, I'm just not worthy of anyone. Like I'm just going to be, mm. you know, alone forever because nobody's <laughs> going to want me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sad that I felt that way because I do not feel that any anymore at all. Right. Um, But our church was so welcoming and awesome and even tried to hook me up with... like I had people that were like, oh, here, you should date this person. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, ugh, no. Because that solves
1: (laughs) all your problems, the data guy. No,
2: and now it's it's so funny because I feel so opposite to where I'm like, oh, somebody really has to be pretty awesome to get into my life yeah. at all because right, right. I'm pretty, pretty content, you yeah. know, just yeah, cause, I mean,
1: you are, you're self-sufficient. You, yeah. you have a really good rhythm with Casey. Obviously Casey has a great dad, so it's not like you're... It's
2: like I don't need, I don't need anybody else. Yeah, there aren't these yeah. huge gaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with, I've learned um, really to, to lean on the Lord and have him as my best friend and my support. It's like, I don't need, like yeah. where I, I remember feeling like There were moments where I felt like I don't have that person to like talk to at the end of the day, but I do. Yeah, And that's who I talk to now. I talk to him if I have something going on or just even, you know, to have that conversation. And I feel like it's made my relationship with him a lot stronger. Well, as it should, if you're leaning on him. But yeah, so.
0: But here's where the idea of the soulmate and the one and all of that really hurts the whole Christian experience like Mm -hmm. yours is at a such better healthy place than the way most people in the church talk Mm -hmm. about it or understand it if you buy into the like pagan idea of soulmate it goes back to Greek mythology where the gods split us a human soul and it's you're going around looking for your other half this other person half that's going head. to complete I did not know that. oh yeah it's a mess it's a, it's a pagan mythological that's idea interesting. the idea of a soulmate is not a christian idea <clears throat> i love because that because it's it it's the idea that there's some there's one out there that will complete me and, and so i lack something that another person is going to give me and once i have that that's what's missing in then my I life. Then I will be complete. Yeah. And that's, that's not horrible. a Christian idea. No. Not at all. Because that's not what's missing from your life. Right. Yeah. And right. you can't get that from another person. Mm-mm. Right. And if you're looking for another person to complete you, eventually you're going to, quote unquote, fall out of love yeah. or realize they're, they're not the down. one. And then somebody <laughs> else is the one. And yeah. the whole reason for breaking this up is because, well, they weren't really soulmates. This is my soulmate. Yeah. It's such a a sinister idea Mm -hmm. and what you're, what you're experiencing and what you're talking about is finding that completeness and that wholeness for you. And that needs to be even with married people.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I have a relationship with God. Jess has a relationship with God. I am not trying to relate to God through her somehow or her completing something in me. And it's, it's such a bad idea because it diminishes the ministry of single people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the church. And like well, <laughs> there's things you can how how was that? We were talking about it one time and we're like you it's not like you are missing out on anything that God has for your life right. because there's not someone that also has to travel that same trail beside you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is a ministry that is for you mm-hmm. regardless. Right. And it's not like you have to have somebody with you to also experience whatever God has laid out ahead of you. I think we do a big disservice in the church to single yeah. people. Yeah. I, I would
2: agree with that. Yeah. It can be a little awkward sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people think.
0: <laughs> this is what I'm hoping to hear.
2: They, I feel like people think that you're going to like steal their man or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Right. I'm not kidding. I, I don't get invited to things. And, and I'm like, is that why sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, is it because I'm like, you feel like I'm going to miss out because you don't have somebody else. Like everybody else is a couple and you're worried that I'm not a couple and <laughs> that I'm going to feel left out. Cause I, I've been <laughs> the third, fifth, seventh wheel for a long time. <laughs> and I'm totally fine with that. Um, I mean, I have a lot of married friends that I will hang out with them and that's fine. They don't go to my church yeah um but i just i always find that interesting it's that like is funny. isn't yeah. it which is funny it's very cause, interesting
1: cause a while ago now i did a message on singleness mm-hmm. <clears> that's what i was specifically, trying to get back to i couldn't remember yeah who and i specifically called out that very thing where i said and if your marriage not is not <laughs> secure enough for a single person to be around you guys you have problems that have nothing to do with that single person yeah. and you got to deal with whatever yeah. that is. And I
2: mean, there have been people that have like hung out with me and stuff, but it's for the most part, I mean, it's right. Yeah. It's very minimal. Yeah. Like you don't get invited to small groups and, and things like that. And honestly, it's totally fine. I'm, I'm not like hurt by that. Where no. at one time that would have been like, okay, really? I would have maybe right. gotten a little like testy about it. Like what? I'm not good enough for you. But now I'm <laughs> like, no, it's fine. Like I, I found my people. And I do life with my people, and that's fine. But it is interesting that that tends to to be a thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, currently, you're leading a ministry at our church. And, like, you're one of the leaders in our church, young leaders that's been doing it for a little while. And so, what's it like leading that ministry? And you can plug it if you want to and talk about what that's about. (laughs) And, yeah. So, it's called Embrace
2: Grace, and it's a ministry for single moms. Um, It's really great because we get to take them through 11 weeks of really good teaching on kind of what I put on myself, like shame, you know, labels that other people might have put or you put on yourself, Um, just a lot of different things. We give them a lot of opportunities, actually an opportunity each week to give their life to Christ if they haven't. Um, And just literally to sit there and listen to them and let them open up. Um, And then at the end we do... Um, like a pampering day and a baby shower, where would they get a ton of free stuff? Um, And it's really, really, really awesome. And I've been so, like, thankful for (laughs) the way that the church has backed this ministry because I was scared. (laughs) I remember, like, being so nervous bringing this to to them um, just because I think some of those old feelings were coming up in my, in my, I don't know, in my heart of, like, is this a shameful thing? You know, like it mm-hmm. was like Satan was trying to get me to not do it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Honestly, because I right. wrestled with it for a long time. I was like, I don't want to be the one, God. I don't want to be the one to start this. Like, can anybody else do it? <laughs> and he kept being like, you know what? I use I use the the people who think who aren't perfect. You know, right. I picked David when he was the last one that anybody wanted me to choose. Murderer right. and, and the possible
1: rapist and yes. the least in his family. Exactly. All kinds of things with exactly. David. And right. I remember.
2: <laughs> Like, I had, like, really looked into... Or, like, yeah, looked into the story of David and been, like, wow. And and been very, like, hard on him. Like, wow, you should have gotten your crap together, you know? <laughs> and then, <laughs> then when the Lord was, like, yeah, I used David, too. I was, like, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, but from, the, from the very first meeting that I had uh, with Deb, like, we were both had tears in our eyes talking about it. So, mm. it was, like, from the very beginning, like, it was... I mean, God was there, um, and it was meant to be. So
1: now, wait a minute. You're saying that a pastor didn't come and push you towards a ministry no. in the church? No. <laughs> you just no. you you're allowed to just you know hear from the Holy Spirit and do a thing yeah, like that on your own. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that never occurred to me before. <laughs> Hear my it's sarcasm, almost, people. It's almost
0: yeah. like we believe in the ministry of all the saints, right? All yeah. the saints,
1: all of them, regardless of what their quote credentials are or not, right? Yeah, and so, I
2: did not feel qualified, but which apparently. I thought, which I
1: remember having a conversation with you early on when you were talking about. But this. who would be more? And that's qualified. what I told. Them. I'm like, who in the world? Yeah. I'm like, you are one of the most qualified people <laughs> to help women walk through this experience. And yeah, I remember I almost laughed at you when you said that, and I'm like, I don't want you to think I think that's funny, but I'm like. But it is funny. like that. Yeah. There's no way that you should think that. and Nate, clearly your credential <laughs> qualifies you
0: for your extensive experience as a single mom. I should be running Embrace Grace. I know. Yes, that's
1: right. But no, I was, and I remember you starting to talk about this, and I was just like, this is a desperate need that we have within yeah. the church. And I just mean the right. church at large. Right. To be able to have that opportunity to, to tell women at such a vul- vulnerable state, like, you are loved. Regardless of what you choose to do, mm-hmm. regardless of of how you got to the place you are right now, you are worthy of being loved, and there is a God who loves you and wants to have relationship with you. Right. And I was just like, "This is ridiculous! How do we not know about this before this?" Right? You know, yeah. And one of the things that I have found very interesting is that in doing this ministry, you have connected up with my other sister in law, right, <laughs> which is my brother's mm-hmm. wife, um, who who we talked about a little bit, but had a pregnancy as a teenager which resulted in my nephew dylan um and uh and so and he's now getting married he's which now is yeah so he's cool. now engaged and getting married which that. is so weird but amazing but it's so great at the yeah. same time um but seeing the two of you come together and watching from these two very different because you had very different experiences in a lot of ways yeah but seeing how that has teamed up to create something that is just really unique and really incredible
0: I think I think the power of all of this is the way you guys care for the women that come through like you You look at them as people not projects you guys do such a great job of caring for them and you said they get a bunch of free stuff but it's all purposeful yeah like what you guys are (laughs) even what you guys are giving them is purposeful and what what you're doing for them and like you you have the ability to care for and reach them and talk to them in a way that nobody else does, mm-hmm. and that that ministry is essential. I mm-hmm. I don't know what we did before it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's it, it's such a it's such a need, and you guys yeah. do a great job at it. It's literally but, awesome. Yeah, I
2: I really really enjoy it, and I want to. I would love to even um, take it further to okay. Now you had the baby, and let's continue. Right, um, which there is yes another. Extension of that called Embrace Life, but we're not there yet.
1: <laughs> but as but, we, as the mantra has become in I'm, our church, I'm, more to come. Yes, yes. more, yeah. to, more come. to come. I, yes. that's
2: something that's really like been lit in me, yeah, in the past few weeks that I've been thinking about because probably because we're nearing the end of this semester that we're in, and I get so sad when it's over because, like, right. I really, you know, bond with the girls and just yeah. I, I love. I just love sitting there and talking to them, even if we're not talking about the Lord, you know, we're just talking about life and I just love them so much. And y- you just want to like continue to, li- it feels like it's over too quick and yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's actually fairly decently long, like a 12 week commitment mm-hmm. that you're, you're in. Cause the baby shower is the 12th week. Um, but it's, it just goes by so fast and I'm like, it goes by too fast. I want to keep, I want to keep it going. So yeah, yeah. where to come?
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And you're currently in, you know, Sheldon is teaching a, a leadership course that that you're currently a part yep. of, which I am thrilled, thrilled about and just think that that's great. Yeah. And again, Andrew and I are co-leading. That's right. That's right. I forgot about it. I forget about Andrew. Sometimes, you
2: know? <laughs> well, he hasn't been there either. <laughs> either he meeting, can come so. on the podcast and <laughs> Andrew, for, Andrew yeah. forgot about Andrew,
1: apparently. <laughs> but one of the things I love, regardless of the fact that you're my sister-in-law, is that so many so many churches and people would not necessarily reject you for where you're at but just would overlook because you're a single mom because they have all these weird things in their mind that like well how can she lead when this that or the other and the fact that we have gotten to see past that and see what your 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 worth and the value that you have not just as a person in the church, but just you as a person, the giftings that you have. And I wonder how many how many people the church has squandered that they have had. And And it does. It breaks my heart to think of all the people that we've lost as a church. And I don't mean us specifically, but just the church in general, because we've had stereotypes, because we've had preconceptions, we've had all these things. And I love that you have just completely blown through all of those things, and you are actively vitally a part of what we are doing as a church. And I'm just so stinking proud of you all the time. I mean, right. <laughs> as a person and as a mom and I you blow my mind. And and but you never surprise me. Like I'm I, I, I see you do a thing like this and I see you succeed and I'm like, "Well, yeah. Cuz that's what Steph does. She just well, puts her head down and rushes right into a thing." <laughs> I wouldn't do it <laughs> if
2: the Holy Spirit wouldn't prompt me.
1: Exactly. Do, so. Exactly. But I think
0: <laughs> yeah. some of that has to do with like There are people, people see what's obvious to them Yeah, and they're like, well, these things they can see, they can see Casey, they can see you and they assume that's the whole story. They assume, but without, (laughs) without knowing you, but yet somebody else who we think of as qualified Mm. or like, oh, they'd be really awesome. They might have a whole ton of stuff that you just don't see. Yes. And it's like what we see doesn't even disqualify you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. that it's not something you have to overlook that's not a disqualification right. right Yeah. and yet there are plenty of things that people hide all the time that are definitely g- disqualifying yeah yeah for leadership and that's a whole long
1: <laughs> long
0: discussion and, long, yeah. and, but that but what i'm saying is that's why the church has squandered yeah. some of these op- the church at large has squandered some of these opportunities it's looking at the obvious the outward and yeah. not looking at the heart right and one of the things that you brought out all the time with our church and with your leadership and just how you navigated all of it, it goes back to heart issues mm-hmm. and where your heart was all the way along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, people said some hurtful things and you internalized it in a way that it impacted your heart, but your your heart has been in the right place for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's, that's what I'm seeing a lot. And I think as a church, it is our responsibility to get past surface issues and get to heart issues as quickly as possible. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> so I think anyway, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. That's it why I like what you're doing with the with the girls. It is not about a program. It is about the way you care and the heart behind it and getting to their hearts as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. So I would agree with that.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, do you have a last word that you'd like to give before mm. we before we Anything and else? Anything else? I don't
2: think so. I don't think of anything. Okay. This has been fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, good. I I'm enjoyed glad. It.
1: Tell your friends that it's not terrible. We have people who are afraid to come on really? the podcast with us. I
2: mean, I was a little nervous in the beginning. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. I'm like, I'm, I'm just being put on the spot is not my favorite, which is also why I would not have chosen to to lead right. yeah. something because I'm very, very good with like being in the background and just, you know, like even with the lead track, like me talking, ugh. Having everybody look at me when I like don't know people very well, <laughs> even I know you guys, but you know, it's just, it can be, it's I intimidating it. to me. It's not my favorite, but yeah. then I'm like, it's not about me. Just, you know,
0: it's there's, there's different styles of leadership. Yep. Yeah. And some people are petrified every minute that somebody else's eyes are on them. Yeah. yeah. And they may be some of our best leaders. Right. Yeah. It's, it's one of those leadership is not a personality. No. Yeah. And it is not an outward appearance thing. It is yeah. all about what God is asking you to do. Yep. Yeah. And maybe what God's asking you to do is a little weird, but it's a good. <laughs> it's it's a need. It's yeah. probably a need within
1: your body, uh, wherever you have yeah. a church home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. One of the things I do love the most, though, is that you you came home and did this. Yeah. You didn't have to go somewhere else to actually have people recognize the giftings that you have and recognize your your unique skills and abilities to lead this ministry. You mm-hmm. didn't have to go somewhere else to do it.
2: Which I was mind boggled by that because I was like, they saw me go through the junk. So yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked that they wanted me, yeah. that they were like, can you, can you do this? They were yeah. like, I trust you 100%. And I'm like, really? <laughs>
1: it's almost okay. like we believe
0: in redemption. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's weird. Living transformed <laughs> is a very real part of yeah.
1: what we do as a church. and But I am, I, I, I just say again, you know, I'm so proud and, and I'm proud to tell people that you're a part of of this ministry. I'm proud to tell people what you do and what you have done and what your relationship with the Lord is and and I do. I tell people that often uh because I am. I'm am stinking proud of you and it's all the Lord. Yes. Yes. But all you've him. been willing. Yeah. You've been willing and yeah. that
2: Sometimes he had to push me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, got there.
1: It's but it's still a slow yes yeah. instead of a no and yes, that's that's what there matters. You go. Yep. That's what matters. That's good.
2: That's yeah. a good word.
1: Well, all right, I think we've said everything we have to say. That's good. good. Thanks so much. You're
2: welcome. Yeah. Thanks yes. for having me. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: All right. Well, guys, uh, I believe we'll be back next week. Yep, yes. I, well,
0: that's the plan. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk about government and fun things like that. yes,
1: we will, and taxes, baby and tax. Oh, we will, we will taxes. <laughs> I am ranty about taxes these days. That's become a whole new rage point for me. Whew. Anyway, but thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll catch you later. Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.